Hello, Mom? No, 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 no. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No, 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 no. I have no clue, Mother. Hello, everyone. Welcome to WTF. AKA What the Foreign. This is Garcia Pushian, AKA G Motherfucking Money. I am, yes, caffeinated. I just got back from work. All is great. I procrastinated recording this episode, so it is a Sunday. I hate working on Sundays. People are weird as fuck on Sundays. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I just feel like everyone is mentally prepping themselves for the week. And they they come they come into my store with this nasty ass attitude. It's like, I'm gonna need you to not because I'm feeling good. I'm having a great day. Don't be killing on my vibe. Killing on my vibe. Don't be killing my vibe. Shitting on my parade. I ain't got time for none of that, baby. I ain't got time for none of that. I just really want to share how much I love this one song. It's called Yes Sir. It's from Tory Lane's new album. It's called Chicks Tape. If you have not listened to it, please do so. It's stuck in my head. But I don't wanna see through it, not let the beat up. But I don't wanna see you, not let the beat up. But I don't wanna see you, oh yeah. She got the nails dead. Look in the mirror, shorty. Okay, I could honestly start singing and be a fucking show off. Because I love attention, you know that. But I'm not going to do that right now. I just want to say, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Happy belated Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great time with your loved ones. I spent it with my family. I went to LA. And I was there for like a day and a half. My mom made amazing food, very, very bomb. We had some family over, you know, it was really, it was really good time catching up with um, my cousins that I had not seen in a while, my siblings. So I definitely genuinely hope that you did the same thing. Um, My mom and I also decorated our Christmas tree, which by the way, when we were together, we we changed the decoration of the tree entirely twice, okay? And there's a part where I'm, like, honestly really butthurt about because, so for this year, every year my mom has a different vision, which I totally stand because that woman is creative as fuck. And um, so this year she had a bunch of, um, what do you call them? Hi, I'm back. I honestly had to translate the word because sometimes you just forget. Um, She had a bunch of ribbons, but they were just straight up ribbons. Nothing was made out of them. So I was in charge in one of the the, ribbon rolls, which was the green one, and I was supposed to make bows out of those, okay? So yes, that's exactly what I did. I cut everything evenly, and I took my sweet time to make some cute-ass bows that we ended up putting it on the tree when we were still together. But then I got back to San Diego, and then my mom sends me a text saying, here's a photo 
of the finalized decoration of this year's Christmas tree. Which, by the way, what she did was untie all the fucking green bows. And she definitely put them differently on the tree than I saw or I put when I was still in LA. And I'm butthurt because I'm like, this feels like my mother and I had a group project and she is the perfectionist. And she probably, I'm not gonna say she didn't trust my judgment, but she simply thought, I'm just gonna change the decoration and fuck the bows, all right? So I'm just gonna do this whole project by myself. Thanks, mom. This is probably my karma because I am always the untrusting student in the group project. I always end up doing everything alone. And maybe this is my sign. This is my lesson. I need to learn that trusting and allocation of work is crucial sometimes because I'm not perfect, which means other people's perspectives and, you know, opinions matter in some things. But this is not what I'm... I'm not going to ding myself for this. Like, I could still be butthurt about this, okay? Anyway, but our Christmas tree looks so cute. So, I think you did a good job, Mom. And I think it looks better than it looked. So, props to you, but that's how much... I'm just going to give you that much of a credit. That's it. But, while I was gone, a friend of mine and I just... We were chit-chatting, and I don't know, somehow, somehow, we were talking, and the subject came on of how Armenians, Arabs, and just, I feel like just us brown people in general, or different cultures, have different types of remedies, and, um little tricks when it comes to certain non-life-threatening matters, and that kind of just gave me the craziest flashback, and which is what this episode is going to be about, because I had not thought about those things a very long time, and sometimes in your daily life, you do some things a certain way, but you forget that you kind of do it differently from the rest of the world, but that's simply because what you learned at home. And that reminded me of the times when I always saw my mother or my grandmother using coffee grounds for non-drinking cup of coffee purposes, such as one time I cut my hand and my mom just casually pulled out a bag of ground coffee and just rubbed it on the wound because I wasn't being able to get rid of the blood and that fucking stopped it which was kind of great to be honest with you so i hope everyone is taking notes because this is some real important shit you guys all right and for another use of coffee uh i always so i don't know if your mom makes this at home but there is this like arab Is it an Arab or an Armenian dish? I don't know. You have to put a whole ass eggplant directly onto the flame of the stove. And it has to sit on there for a good, I think it's like 15 to 20 minutes. 
But then after the eggplant is cooked like that, you know, its peel gets burnt. And it literally turns to ash. And it smells like ash and wood and paper burnt in your house, in your kitchen. And the smell does not fucking go away. And it's the worst thing ever. And so I remember my grandma would just open a bag of ground coffee or just whole beans of coffee and let it sit there. But that's just because the coffee would absorb the smell and it would totally work. So you guys, if you have been, you know, blazing a little something in your car or if you just feel like the smell of your fart would just not leave your car seat... Just open up a bag of coffee beans. Get some cheap coffee beans from, I don't know, Starbucks, whatever, or just ground coffee. Open it up. Let it sit there in your car. And I promise you, the smell will go away. Obviously not instantaneously, but it eventually will. Much, much faster than if you had relied on the smell going away on its own. Another really interesting, I can't say if it's Arab as fuck or Armenian as fuck because I don't know which uses it more or if anyone uses this method at all, but my mom did and it worked. But this is serious, you guys, okay? Remember how I said those remedies were for non, non-life-threatening purposes but sometimes you don't even realize that the remedy itself could be life-threatening but before I go ahead and jump into this I want to give you a little bit of a story so when I was in middle school back home I one day I learned that I had lice in my hair and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Now I did I did some research and, and it says that you may not notice any symptoms for having lice in your hair up to six weeks from the first time you actually get it. And so knowing this information, it kind of drives me crazy because it just makes me think so they were like single parent lice just floating around my fucking head just shitting out lice eggs in my head and let it sit there and it kept growing and growing and growing and growing for six fucking week in my beautiful hair six weeks okay and then I learned that I had lice And let me tell you how I found out I had lice. I remember one day I was sitting, I felt like there was just something crawling in my hair. And I didn't pay no mind to it. And then a couple of days later, you start to notice that, holy fuck, like, I keep, I keep scratching. Why do I keep scratching? And then, so my mom was like, okay, let me check. And you know how they check, they just go through your hair. And sure enough... I had lice. But before you go ahead and judge 
the cleanliness of my hair or me as a person, I just want to make sure that, you know, studies show that lice are non-discriminating when it comes to hair cleanliness. Matter of fact, lice just feed off of like small bits of your blood and your scalp is like the most convenient and direct way, place for them to do so because they can clink onto your hair like a motherfucker. Okay, and even their eggs, they clink to your hair and that shit wouldn't move at all. So let's go back to middle school. Um, the girl that sat next to me, her and I were pretty close, but I don't know. I mean, her as a as a person, her cleanliness was kind of questionable I would say but then again given the fact that that is lice don't discriminate with cleanliness so I don't know if I'm being fucked up towards her or not but I think that I got it from her because also lice comes from almost direct contact through hair or if let's say I were to wear somebody else's hat or something because lice doesn't fly Lice just fucking crawls onto your shit. And honestly, I keep talking about this. And I feel like there are just things crawling through me. And I hate it. But I just feel like no one talks about uncomfortable shit like lice. And and it's important for us to talk about this. Because I had this lice for... um, A month. And naturally, okay, I'm not going to say naturally, but usually if you're using some type of remedies or or meds or whatever it is that you use in your hair, it's supposed to go away in two weeks. But these were some stubborn ass lice that were in my head because at a certain point, I would take a shower and condition my hair and I would brush it, right? I would brush it. And the reason why I would use like the really thin brushes because the lice could get stuck in there, right? And one day, I kid you not, and I'm not even exaggerating, I counted, you guys, I counted. And only from that one showering session, from that one brushing session, I caught 102 of these fuckers, okay? And mind you, I'm in middle school, which means uh, I felt like I was getting anxiety and I feel like I was just, it's not a comfortable thing, you know? It's not. It's like you would be ashamed, you would be scared, you would be annoyed, you know, and like, you're scratching away and then you just found a hundred of them in your hair and you don't even know how much more there is in that bitch. So after after like three weeks of straight up just using meds and like going to the pharmacist and trying to find solutions and it wasn't working, you guys, because at a certain point I would be sitting and I would feel lice would be like crawling down to my cheek that is that is so cringy. That is so annoying. And so two of my mother's remedies were one, 
she lied to me. She said, I'm just going to trim your hair because like I would let my mom trim my hair when, when I was um, a little younger. And um, sure enough, my beautiful long hair was not trimmed two inches. She literally cut that shit off. She chopped that shit. Obviously, she was helping me, but <laughs> I was little and I couldn't understand. So I started crying, pretty much cussing her out because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you cut my hair like that? But obviously, she was trying to help me to get rid of lice. Um, a week goes by. Sure enough, shit doesn't work. And so this is this is this is where I come to my non-life threatening remedies part where she had me put petroleum oil in my hair and she had me sit outside under the sun for a good 30 minutes. And that is to burn the lice in my head. And mind you, it works. It works. And I'm not I'm not saying that this is this is something that only my mom does. I feel like this was this was actually really really popular in the in the Middle East. People do things like that. But it's, if you think about it, there was petroleum oil in my hair. And I sat under the sun. And, you know, Iraq, really, really hot. Sun, really, really hot. So, yeah, I pretty much burned these fuckers in my hair. I let them cook in my hair. And I'm not even going to talk about how much that hurt my scalp or burned my scalp as long as I got rid of lice. And that kind of just left some trauma in me. You know, because nothing was working. And I didn't know what the problem was. But after a little research, um, I just actually I did this research like two days ago. And I was reading about something called super lice. According to NYX, which is America's number one lice brand. Hey, they didn't ask me to advertise them. But America's Number one lice brand, you are so welcome. And thank you for the information, by the way. But it says that there is something uh, called super lice. And super lice is head lice that have genetically mutated to become resistant to the active ingredients in some traditional lice treatment products. That is crazy. They do look the same as regular lice, but the only way for you to identify super lice is by their resistance to traditional lice treatments. So I'm starting to think, I probably had super lice, you guys. I had super lice in my head for an entire fucking month. Damn. (laughs) That is so much. And you know... I was also talking to this friend about the same thing, and they mentioned that, by the way, my friend is Hispanic, and they were saying that they have had lice before also, but what their mom did 
is put cricket slash insect killer spray poison on their head and then just put a bag on it and tie it and left it on for 30 minutes to get rid of lice. And you know, that worked. But let's talk about non-life-threatening remedies, you guys. Why is it that us brown people are so okay with shit like this all the time? I do notice that we're not as sensitive to things. And, you know, in our heads, like, it makes total sense. It really, it really does make total sense to put, to kill an insect or something like lice with poison. But not on your child's head and scalp where it could totally absorb and fuck around with your, like, head chemicals and shit. I mean, I don't understand biology very well, but... Oh, my gosh! (laughs) So, aside from this traumatic experience, when I moved to the States, I got lice again. And this is how I found out. One day, I was wearing this... Girls, have you ever bought these, like, clear mascaras? Those are, like, total fraud mascaras, by the way. The ones that tell you, oh, we'll lift up your eyelashes, but without color. And it's, like, straight up clear. It looks like lip gloss, but it's for your eyelashes. Anyway, I bought myself one of those. And one day, I was putting it on. And in the brush... I noticed something that looked like lice, but I ignored it because I was like, nah, man, I'm just tripping out. It's probably just part of the brush. But it wasn't part of the brush. It was lice, you guys. It was lice. How the fuck did that get in there? I don't know. But then my ass was in denial. I was thinking, nah, it's not me. This is probably like expired product. Or whatever. Mind you, I'm just trying to convince myself because I was on the verge of freaking out because I was thinking, I am not going to go through another fucking petroleum oil session in my fucking hair. I'm not doing it. I'm not dealing with it. So a couple of days go by and, you know, I'm just neglecting, touching my head convincing myself that nothing itches but of course it's starting to itch starting I start to scratch sure enough I had lice once again but it wasn't super lice I was actually able to get rid of it in a week and a half god bless american treatment where I didn't have to struggle as much But, yeah, lice. Now, every time I see someone just remotely scratching their head or touching their hair, I just, I kind of back away because I'm like, look, I don't know why you're scratching, but you're scratching. And there is 50-50 chance it's either yes on lice in your head or no on lice on your head, in your head. And I'm going to go with a 50 of yes for lice in your head. And, you know, just 
keep my distance because I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with that at all. Like, my lice days are over. I promised myself that I was never going to get lice ever again. You see, that's something that I cannot control. But I'm going to try to manifest this, to be honest with you. That's the best thing for me to do right now. And maybe, like, pray at night that I don't get lice ever again. But anyway... The reason why I brought lice into this, I'm not, well, of course, I did this for comedy purposes and, um, you know, remedies that are used sometimes. I'm just like, you guys need to be very, very careful. And um, so this is for me to kind of bring awareness as to sometimes your family tells you to do things like putting fucking petroleum in your hair and your hair and and yes it works it really does work but it doesn't always necessarily mean it is good for you so before you go ahead and jump into things like weight loss pills or whatever it is that media people family or anyone convinces you to do just make sure that you know what you're doing and make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. If, let's say, I were to do this petroleum thing on my hair for a long time, my, my scalp would have probably dried out even more. And that that makes it very, very open to fucking infections to my scalp. And that is some serious thing. So Google. Google should be your best friend. And if your heart does not feel good about something, don't do it. Now... If you're in Iraq and have super lice and you think that all the meds or whatever it is that you're buying is not working, well, either straight up, like, buzz your hair off or do the petroleum oil thing. But don't do it that many times because, I mean, I'm still alive and well. And um, so, yeah, please. Take care of yourself. <laughs> always do do your research. Do do. Always, always, always do your research. But other than that, thank you for listening. This this episode, I kind of wanted to keep it very light and, you know, talk about things that are uncomfortable, like lice, because they're not comfortable to talk about. And Sometimes it's even viewed as an embarrassment. It was embarrassing for me for a while, but I do notice that I am growing to become a person that really is running out of fucks to give. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, with your loved ones. Hit me up on IG at G-P-U-S-H-I-A-N. I already posted on my Instagram that I want to start talking about your stories and you don't have to be foreign to talk about anything. I mean, this channel is literally to talk about anything that might you think is foreign to you or anything that caused some type of culture shock. You know, even if you were born to the U- in the U.S., you're surrounded by so much diversity. So it could simply mean somebody told you something or somebody told you they do some things a certain way. And that kind of shocked you. That is culture shock. We can talk about that. So it could be totally anonymous. Whatever it is that you might think you want to talk about ever. Hit me up. DM me with your stories. And I would be very, very happy to share those. And comment. And talk about them. Make fun of them. Or not make fun of them. But until then, 
please give yourself a really, 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 really big hug. You know, make those extra special for the holidays. Tell you you love you and you matter. Because you know what? You do matter and I love you. And happy cuffing season, by the way. If you're single and, you know, feel miserable like I do sometimes, please talk to me so we can be miserable together. But happy cuffing, cuffing, happy cuffing season for all of y'all people that are getting cuffed. Be safe. And as for everybody else, I love you and I will talk to you soon. G-Money out.